I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hey, mamas, welcome to another episode of the podcast. How are you all doing? I hope that you are doing amazing. I am doing great. I have so many fun things happening today as I am sitting here recording this. I want to tell you about all of them. First one, I made my first Instagram reel today and I'm feeling very proud. (laughs) I had opened up that page to create reels in Instagram so many times and been so confused. And I decided today was the day. I've actually been thinking that for a couple days now. I've been like, Monday is the day that I make a reel. (laughs) I'm going to figure it out. So I figured it out and it was so fun and I can't wait to make more for you. I've brainstormed so many different ideas I really wanted to spend the rest of my day making reels, but I had actual business things besides just fun business things that needed to happen today, including this podcast and some other very fun stuff. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, you should go over and watch my first reel. My name over there is at Samantha HMS. I would love to hang out with you there. I've been sharing such fun stuff lately in my stories and now doing these reels. I am just letting myself have some fun over there. So come check it out. Come hang out with me. The other thing that I want to talk about is that this week applications are open for new members who want to join my mastermind for the next round, which starts in May. May 6th and 7th is our live event, and we have gotten a lot of applications already. We're probably like super full by the time you are hearing this, but if you want in, there is still time for you to apply. Applications are open until Friday. So head on over to my website, samanthasiffering.com slash mastermind. We'll also link it up in the show notes for you. So you can grab that application, fill it in. Let me know that you want to be a part of it. I would love to have you. Okay, so I want to help some of you who maybe are thinking about joining the mastermind and are questioning if you're a good fit or if Mama to CEO is your place. I've heard from a bunch of you and... Today's podcast episode is all about decision-making, so I figured I would give you a little bit of criteria about this particular decision before I get into explaining today's concept. So first thing that I would love to see, $30,000 made. Absolutely would love to see that. Um, For some of you, it's going to be more. For some of you, you have made more than that and you are a great fit as well. That's kind of the minimum that I'm looking for. The reason that I chose that number, here's what I'm really looking for. I'm looking for a demonstrated ability that you know how to get clients. The mastermind is not going to teach you how to get clients. That is not the purpose. 
It is going to teach you how to scale your business. Mama to CEO is where you learn how to get clients. So that is a really good gauge to think about as you are thinking about what you're a good fit for. If you want to work with me to get clients and learn how to get clients, you should definitely be in Mama to CEO if you aren't already. Another way to know that you're a good fit is around your goal for this year. So the mastermind is all about scaling. And scaling is not the same as growing. Scaling is actually when you make more money by working less time and serving more people. So that can look for some businesses like their first 100K year. For some people who are in my mastermind, that is the case. I have a handful who are going for their first 100K this year. The majority who is in the mastermind is going for 200 to 300K this year, a lot going for 250. There's like a whole little group of them who made just about the same amount of money last year and they're all going for 250 this year. It's going to be so fun to watch them do that. And then there's a handful that are at 500K and up, and that is where they are with their scaling. So it can look different ways for different businesses, but those are kind of the three levels that people in the mastermind have set their goals for, for this year. And then they're all working together on the four principles of scaling. And that is the whole curriculum and premise of the mastermind. We talk about creating demand. So going beyond just getting clients, but really starting to control the flow of clients, like it is a faucet that you turn on and off, understanding how to really control that and influence that and really kind of crank up or down demand as you want it in your business. So creating demand is the first principle of scaling. The next one is having a long-term vision. We're going to talk about that a bit on today's podcast episode. But long-term vision is so important for scaling your business. You have to know where you're going When you don't know where you're going, how are you supposed to get there? We create a scale plan together that starts to give you that idea of where you're going so you can start developing that vision. And then round after round, you will continue on and continue to hone that vision and make it more and more clear and powerful and lucrative for yourself. So that second principle of scaling is a long-term vision. The third principle of scaling is boundaries and business standards. So as you take your business from like a solopreneur where it's just you to really building a company, what's going to happen is that you need to start building out some structure in the business that is separate from you. So part of this is about your business standards. So this is like our standards for how we operate, our values that drive us in the business and help us make decisions in the business, and boundaries, how you will behave with regards to the business. So this one becomes so important as you start getting fully booked, as you start scaling with a scalable offer, 
there are some unhealthy habits that you probably have with your business earlier in your business that don't cause a huge problem at first, but when you go to scale and have employees, they are dysfunctional and you cannot continue doing them. So boundaries helps you to break some of those habits and really establish solid business standards and boundaries. The fourth and final principle of scaling is all about delegation and your team. So this is so important for every business, but particularly you service-based businesses out there that are not in the coaching and education space. Of course, um, you know, course creators, consultants, coaches, they for sure need to delegate and build a team, but it happens later or it can happen later in the business than it would for those of you who are doing services like graphic designers, web developers, my clients who have those types of businesses absolutely have to start scaling and delegating to a team way earlier because they get maxed out on their capacity fairly quickly once they figure out how to control that demand. So those are those four principles of scaling that we learn about. And those are the things that we're really going to be working on in the mastermind. So if these are the things that you're hearing and you're like, oh yeah, I definitely need those things. The mastermind is for you. So it's not for any particular type of business or type of offer. I get the question a lot. Is it just for coaches? And no, it is definitely not just for coaches. If you have an online business, it is going to work for you. It's going to be amazing for you. I'm thinking like graphic designers, web developers, VAs, OBMs, copywriters, bookkeepers, obviously coaches and consultants and course creators and all of you as well with all kinds of offers. Some still doing one-on-one, some have courses, some have memberships, some have group programs, all kinds of different offers. This is for you if you have a demonstrated ability that you already know how to get clients and you are ready to scale using those four principles. So the link, samanthasiffering.com slash mastermind. I would love to see you there. Let's get into today's episode. So today I'm talking about something called emotional decision-making. And it was really important to me to do an episode specifically about this. I've done some other episodes about decision-making before. And what I've noticed is that I think people get a little bit confused about how to make decisions and what way is the best way to make decisions. And I've been thinking about this a lot myself. I've been making a bunch of huge decisions in my business lately and have really been noticing how much my emotions play a role in my decision-making. I think a lot of times people judge the idea of making decisions from emotions and think that there's some better way, like pro-con lists or logic or something like that. 
And really, I think that our emotions are such a beautiful guide to our decision making. So I wanted to share these thoughts with you that I have about our emotions and decision making. And I think this is going to help all of you so much in the decisions that you are making in your business, because ultimately everything that we create in our business is determined by the decisions we make. Our decisions are so, so important and I want to help you make them. I want to help you make really excellent decisions. So here's what you need to know about emotional decision-making. Emotional decision-making is actually the only kind of decision-making that we ever do. Every decision that we make is always from our emotions. Even people who think they're really sensible and logical, my husband, prime example of this, these people are still making their decisions based from their emotions. Think about it. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. So here's how I want to give you some guidance to do this. First of all, obviously, don't be judging yourself for making decisions from your emotions. That is not a problem. That is the only way to do it. But here's how to channel those emotions. I think that you want to really understand what are all the emotions that I am having about the decisions that I am making. Really look at what are the emotions on both sides. So if I'm going to do this thing or if I'm not gonna do this thing, what do I feel on both sides of that? And I think that you're gonna gain so much clarity from this. What I notice with my clients and with myself when we look at decisions and we look at our emotions around decisions is that there's typically a decision that we want to make strictly out of fear and a decision that we want to make out of some kind of like inner wisdom or knowing or it just feels right. Like, have you ever felt that where it just feels right? And sometimes that feeling is so subtle because on the other side, that fear feeling is so strong. So when you're feeling that, that push pull where one of the sides feels so much like strong fear and the other side has this small voice that's like, yes, this is the thing to do. So many people default to that fear side. They think that that's logical. They think that that is like the sensible way when really that is not following their emotions to the best decision. Here's a couple of different tools that you can use to help clarify this for yourself a little bit more. So first is what I mentioned earlier about having a long-term vision. You want to always be asking yourself about your long-term vision and what would make that inevitable. You want to really imagine what is that outcome that I want and what are the decisions that I could make that would make that inevitable for myself. I have an example of this. It happened fairly recently to me where I was looking at my long-term vision. I was looking at the vision that I have for myself in this business long-term and just in this current year, 2021. 
I set a goal of selling 500 spots in Mama to CEO in 2021. And when I was looking at that goal, when I set that goal, what I knew immediately had to happen was that I had to have time, energy, space for my brain to think and create to make that goal happen. I looked at how I was currently operating in my business and I was like, there is no way that I could possibly create that doing what I'm doing right now. Doing what I'm doing right now is gonna lead to maybe 150 spots sold this year, not 500. And the thing that I had to do to change that up was let go of all of my remaining one-on-one clients. I had about half a load of one-on-one clients left that I was just going to finish out with them over the first part of this year. And I decided, hey, if I'm really serious and committed and all in with the 500 goal, I'm going to have to free up that energy and that creativity to go towards this goal. I'm gonna have to let go of the one-on-ones earlier than I thought. This was so hard. (laughs) I don't want to make it sound like emotional decision-making makes it super easy, right? Like I said, we have the two different ways we can go and one has kind of that quiet inner knowing and then one has all that noisy fear. And that was so what it was like for me. I felt those so intensely and I knew I was going to have those one-on-ones feeling sad and disappointed and upset. I knew that it was going to be scary for me to do refunds. It was about $50,000 worth of refunds that I had to do in the course of that week that I made this decision. It was a big deal. And what was so incredible to me was just how much clarity I got from having that long-term vision and asking myself what would make it inevitable. Like, even though that was the hardest decision that I've had to make for my business in a really, really long time, when I looked at it, it was just so clear because of my long-term vision. A lot of times we think that feeling confident is the answer. We're like, I'm going to know it's the right decision because it's going to feel like confident and super clear and it's I'm not going to have any doubts. And that's not the case. You, you may actually have doubt. You may have a lot of fear. You may not have confidence about the decision and it doesn't necessarily mean that the decision is wrong. When you have things like the long-term vision, when you have that question about what's going to make it inevitable, it's going to make it obvious to you, but it's not necessarily going to make it easy or feeling confident. (laughs) I wish that it would. That would be amazing. Here's another tool that I like to use with decision-making. This helps me so much when I'm really in that intense fear. I think about worst case and best case both ways. So both like what would I gain and what would I lose in both decisions. So like with my example of the one-on-ones, 
you know, I could keep the one-on-ones. What would I gain? What would I lose? I could let them go. What would I gain? What would I lose? When I do that exercise and it really shows me best and worst case of both sides, it also becomes a lot more obvious what is going to be the best decision for me. And a lot of times it does come from emotions, seeing the best and worst case. A lot of times I will realize after I've gotten that worst case out on paper of the scary thing, I notice I can handle that. And then I see the best case of the thing that I'm afraid of. And that's what I want. That's my goal. And the worst case is not that different than where I am right now. You're going to notice that too when you try this exercise and it's going to be so helpful for those decisions where there is a lot of fear. Last little tip that I want to give you that's going to help you with your decision making and really tapping into your emotions. And this is selling yourself on both options. So a lot of times we go into a decision really attached to one of the options and we don't sell ourselves on the alternative. We don't sell ourselves on the other way. Whether we are just totally wrapped up in our fear or totally excited about one of the options, we don't let ourselves fully explore what would be amazing about both things. So I really like to look at why would it be the best decision ever for me to do either one of these things? Like I'll make a whole list of why one is the best decision ever and then a whole list of why the other could be the best decision ever. When I am fully all in and seeing why they could both be amazing and really having that belief, not just like a hypothetical of like, what if they would both work? But like literally seeing what could be amazing about both and being fully sold on both sides, then your emotions will speak up. That inner voice will speak up it will be clear from those lists which one you really want to do. Okay, I hope this has been really helpful for you. The top thing that I want you to take away from this episode is that when you have fear around a decision, the thing that the fear wants you to do is usually the wrong thing. (laughs) And the thing that the fear doesn't want you to do is usually the thing that is going to serve you the best. And when you are willing to see that fear, face that fear, do the thing anyway, even with the fear coming along, you are going to experience so much more success in your business and in your life. All right, mamas, I will see you back here again next week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. 
To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.